welcome to the show. Welcome to Dungeon Wives. <laughs> I'm so tired. Wow, yeah. Uh, hey, in, everybody. In that six-month mark, baby. Baby, we have been in this house, baby. We have not seen anybody other than each other, um, baby. Other than, like, I haven't seen anybody but Mackenzie, my boss. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hated every second of that. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, baby. Yeah. I love you. I love you, too. We're really tired, y'all. Uh, I'm also fiddling with this new desk chair. <laughs> I'm so sorry. We're just... We're distracted today. I'm so sorry. Uh, but thank you for your patience while we took a break. You know, this, we're just real. We love this show. We love doing it together. But sometimes we just, we, we need There's just to other do stuff our going stuff. On. You know, we got some family stuff. We got some personal things. We're just taking care of each other in this pandemic. So thank you for your patience and your awesome, awesome support as we do that. That's been really great. It's been really great to hear from you guys and just have you all be so supportive and lovely to us yeah it makes us feel like we're really like artists in a way <laughs> because i feel like in the olden times like in the old florence italy mm. in the medicis would in be the like, medici yeah. yes i love the medicis the medicis oh, would do. be like michelangelo our were sixth, michelangelo our sixth cousin just died piero the third just died we need a tomb oh. and then michelangelo would take however long you need to and i feel like when you're michelangelo you can be like Ugh, not on Tuesdays. There was some artist. I can't remember who. Maybe Da Vinci? <laughs> da Vinci? Possibly Da Vinci? Da Vinci? I um, have such hatred for those men and I don't know I why. I love them because they gave me Da Vinci. And that will st- I will be on my deathbed quietly saying Da Vinci to give like my, 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 my weary, weary brain one last flash of endorphins. You know what I'm going to be saying on my deathbed? What? You're going to be, we're going to be laying together. We okay. share, we share <laughs> a deathbed. I will be laying beside you we also We will be dying. sharing a deathbed. Yes. Yeah. Like in Willy Wonka and the Chocker, Charlie I'm, the Chocolate Factory. I'm going to, I'm going to look over at you and I'm going to, I'm going to, with my dying breath, I'm going to say, will there ever be a third Charlie's Angel movie with Lucy Liu, Drew Barrymore, and Cameron Diaz? And I'm going to reply, Da Vinci. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. And then we die in each other's arms and that's well, basically well, the how notebook. How did we get to die? Oh yeah. Okay. Was it Da Vinci who, um... There was some artist that's like, I'm going to dig 24 hours off and then I'll work for a straight 24 hours and I'm sleeping for 24 7. 20, 24, 20. <laughs> I could use that schedule, is what that, I'm saying. I could use a monster whole that just came out of your mouth. Twist. Yeah, I mean, hey, that's what. That's what the weekend's for, right? Da Vinci? Da Vinci? <laughs> um, <laughs> as we were saying, we got a D&D character, Da Vinci. Oh. <laughs> nobody that's steal good. that it's my idea that's it's good. my idea that's nobody good. steal it what race and class is da vinci um i <laughs> either either i forgot is it orc you could be at orc or half orc yes those both i exist. just for a second i was like is it orc or is it something else um either orc or like a little goblin oh i like goblin for da vinci but i like an orc being like da vinci so is it like groot and they can only say their own name I don't know. I don't think so. I think if, if the orc's name is Davinky, he just talks like this. But he's very smart. I, I believe Whereas it. I'm going to have to say if it's a goblin, absolutely the only thing the goblin can say is Davinky. But the thing is the goblin is choosing to only say Davinky. They the know other game, words. The long game is okay. they know they can talk. 
They can speak multiple languages. Oh, even. wow. Like they're a like, whole list. They're a renaissance. Like abyssal, a fer- infernal, celestial, all of it. Wait. All of it. Renaissance goblin. That's me. Renaissance goblin. I'm a renaissance goblin. A renaissance goblin. Yeah. Um, they know all the languages. They just only say Davinci as a form of protest against existence. See, that sounds more like you. It does, doesn't it? I flushed it yeah. out and now it sounds more like me. All right, everybody. So this is where, uh, actually, we're not going <laughs> to actually hear from Alkaini anymore. That's uh, our intro to the fact <laughs> that this is our new this campaign. This we've, is we've decided to end at a point that makes no sense. And we're starting a campaign with Davinci. <laughs> So all this to say is you think we are the Michelangelo of the podcasting community? Perhaps. Perhaps. Perhaps we are just another artist, like Michelangelo's mm-hmm. best friend. But uh, at the end of the day, what matters is we're having fun. Hey, we're having fun. And all, all that bit to say, we love you. And there's something else we wanted to say before we get jumped into this episode. Yes. Stark tone shift. Yes, a stark tone shift. Trigger warning for racism. I'm sure no one is shocked given the events of the past couple days. At this point in time, what will be like, what, five days by five the time or so this days. is released? Yeah, a little earlier for Patreon. But when you all hear it, if you were listening to it on its day of release, uh, five days ago, I don't even know how to describe it. Just the most um, absurd, absurd injustices. outcome for Breonna Taylor's indictment. It's garbage. It's racist. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are a lot of people in Louisville really doing the work to yeah. let Louisville and the rest of the nation know that, like, this is unacceptable. This is disgusting. And they need monetary help. Yes. And while I know that... It's hard for a lot of yeah, people right now, including we're, our, we're us. for cash. Yeah. But, like, honest to goodness, I'm friends with a ton of people who do um, fundraising and such. And what they have told me is, like, even $5.00 will go so far yes and in our pinned tweet on our twitter which is at dungeon wives we have um you know the louisville community bail fund mm-hmm. grocery funds uh eviction funds as well as you know you can the classic bail project as well as mutual aid funds in louisville mm-hmm. we just want to encourage you to donate to people in louisville who are doing the work who are telling the people in charge of this country that not anymore yeah not anymore and this is not uh what Brianna Taylor's memory will be just yeah um so we you know we've donated personally um we may do a smaller donation um from patreon from dungeon wives as well you know everyone's dropped crash we get it but if you are able we encourage you to donate and help yep, yep, yep. those in louisville and anywhere in the world we're all in this together we are every little bit counts mm-hmm. and Thank you for listening to that. And on that note, I think we might play a little D&D. Yep. Another sharp tonal shift. A sharp tonal shift. <laughs> Just an episode of abrupt left turns. Are you ready for this? You ready for where we last left off? The eternal left turn. The eternal left turn. NASCAR. <laughs> okay. <laughs> where we last left off, Alkyne and Alexandrite journeyed through the Sunstar Forest and made their way to the prominent city of Malosa. On the way there, they were able to discover a sickly dark orb next to a newsy-like squirrel that they theorized might have been the source of the undead animals in the forest. They continued to Malosa and visited the beautiful waterfall temple of Gedorim and met one of Alexandrite's fathers, Hector. 
He welcomed the girls with loving arms and tea and took a look at the orb. While Alcyone told Hector about the body they found, he theorized it was one of their priests named Savras who went on a trading trip and left to be with their family. Double A talked to Savras. I forgot I wrote double A. A squared. Alex and Alkaini. I like double A because they're like a, a little battery. They're a little battery. Talked to Savras's companion Doverin and were able to suss out that Savras was going, that the fact that Savras was going to his family was a lie and that the duo were attacked and Doverin ran. Racked with guilt, you talked him down and he agreed <laughs> to tell the truth and deal with the consequences. And as you went downstairs, to f- you found Hector in a hurry, asking you to follow him outside the temple as he runs with the orb. You said racked with guilt, and I giggled slightly, not because I thought it was funny that this yeah. poor man like was racked no, with guilt. No, you do. It's okay. No, You're no, a bad person, is, Rachel. Is, You're just a really bad person. The thing is, it's been like, what, a month since we last played, and I still feel bad <laughs> for immediately assuming that this man was like the worst murderer instead of like a human struggling under under unbearable circumstances hey it's a lesson we all learned i just jumped to a conclusion of malice that was unwarranted in in the (laughs) world you've created you just pulled the curtain back so far of how long it's been since we recorded last whoops well the shit happens (laughs) yeah that's how i my brain i'm so nervous i'm gonna be bad because we haven't played in so long but there are some dnd groups where it's like it's only been a month since we last played we're on top of it so you know you know our schedules don't always match up, you know? <laughs> Even though we, we live, live together. in the same place. And sometimes our schedules are like... <sighs> in the world. Um, do you follow Hector? What do you do? Oh, of course. <laughs> I, I see a man running. I assume there's an issue. <laughs> I follow. That's incredible. Alkaini would not survive in a horror movie. <laughs> Alkaini. She, she would hear a noise and be like, what was that? Better go check Better it go out. Better go check it out. <laughs> yeah. You follow out the doors and Hector is jogging forward at a fast pace, but you're able to keep up with him well enough. Um, he leads you to the west side of the city. He is weaving through cr- calm crowds and families who kind of inch back in confusion, not only at the new person that is following after Hector, but also at the fact that you are all kind of running kind of quickly. Um, and he, he, you know, he kind of slows down every once in a while to catch Al-Kine, his breath. Alkaini's going to like put like, she's not winded at all, by the way. Okay. She's not very strong, but she is very agile. She grew up in a forest. She grew up running around. Uh, yeah. She is, she's going to notice that people are staring and kind of do like, like stop and stretch. Like, Whoa, what a, what a workout. Ooh, going to oh. beat my last time. <laughs> going to have you. Are you trying to, pers- what are you trying to do? I'm just trying to like not alarm people. Roll a performance check. Okay. All right. So that's a 10 performance plus three. So 13. Okay. Um, People are still kind of looking at you, but they're like, oh, weird. This person we've never seen is jogging for exercise. Weird. They like, they're not. Oh, I've, ah! I've shifted the weird. You've shifted the weird to shifted. The um, weird. Okay, this. I mean, we don't know this person, but I guess they're just exercising. Um, that's sort of what people think now. And you continue to run behind Hector, I assume. Yes. And eventually, he slows his stride, and you realize that you are slowly kind of t- approaching this large, beautiful, sort of slender tower. 
that is built from a green marble with jade inlays. He approaches the door at the bottom of the tower and stands momentarily. He kind of looks back at you and nods, panting a bit. And, oh my god, what did Hector sound like? I couldn't tell you. Oh, well. Stress has changed him. Stress has changed him. And now he talks like this. (laughs) Can you imagine? Um, (laughs) No, I think he, he turns and he says, like, um... She'll help. <laughs> okay. And uh, lots of nervous laughter. Yeah, and and he has the the orb sort of wrapped up in this piece of cloth, and he stands there, and you see that the door sort of lights up with this sort of magical aura and opens on its own. He leads you in, and in this sort of foyer area, there's basically nothing except for the beginning of stairs that spiral up to the top. Uh, more steps. <laughs> Did you say that as Al yes. Alex, yeah, Alex is like, yeah, I'm really getting my uh, my cardio in today, huh? <laughs> and I assume you follow him in going up the stairs. Oh yeah, well no, I've I've come this. You're far like, I'll just stay here. I'll just stay here. It's fine. Come this far, I'm walking right back out the door again. Narrative be damned. <laughs> The climb up the tower does not take long, but it is quite the experience. Along the walls, as you go up, you see that there is this long mural that spans the entire trip up that tells the story of Gedrim. You see that he was a king and a benevolent deity who created all of plant life. He gave of himself and loved all those who crossed his path. He was known as one of the softest and kindest gods to walk the continent when it was first created, and he was the first to stand by Phoenicius to defend her when the war broke out. His love knew no bounds, his grace was overflowing. Visually, you see, he almost is always seen as this sort of tall and slenderly muscular man. One of those kinds of muscular dudes that they're not muscular because they work out. They're muscular because they have like no body fat. He's a little wiry. Yeah, a little wiry. Um, He has dark black skin and flowers and leaves that grow out of his hair and across his body. He kind of looks like a dryad a little bit. And he has these sort of warm brown eyes. And you see this story of this person as you make your way up. And you see that there is another door at the top. And the the climb wasn't that tall. It's only about three stories or so. Mm -hmm. And the door, similarly to the one downstairs, opens on its own. And you enter into a room that is basically completely made of windows. A singular room. Oh, hell yeah. (laughs) It almost looks like a greenhouse. The way ivy and plants cover the entirety of the windows. You hear the beginnings of soft rainfall begin to patter on the glass. And there is a desk on the far opposite side. You see that uh, it is a sort of tallish, wide looking broad-shouldered person uh you see that they're definitely a tiefling with these long huge like ram horny horns that are oh, that yes. spread and also sort of like crack off at the bottom um you see that she has she her those are her pronouns you see that she has dark olive green skin and like long 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 white like white braided hair and she turns to look at you. She turns and sort of stands up. And you see that she looked short when she was sitting down. But as she stands, she's just this tall, like, curvaceous, wife. like, cool person. And she has these sort of white, milky eyes. And she smiles at you. And she says, ah, oh, the child of the moon has finally arrived. 
She smiles. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I see a hot woman. I, 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 I lose the power of speech. <laughs> Did you say that out loud or is that you as Rachel telling That's me That's like Alkyone's subtext right Alkyone's inner thoughts. Uh, Alkyone, I relate to you. <laughs> and she sort of stands there and she sort of has these cool like greenish robes that are just kind of covering her all over. And Hector... I'm so mad that I can't remember what he sounds like. <laughs> um, hold on. All right, everyone. I will cut to this point. I took a break. I went and I listened to the freaking episode. We figured it out. And now I know what Hector sounds what like. What does he sound like? British and gay is how you Correct. described it. Um, so British and gay. Uh, so this woman stands there for a moment and, and you're sort of in silence and awe. You're thinking about how you lose the um, ability of speech as you see a hot woman, which she <laughs> is. And... Um, Hector steps forward and goes, Hello, Sia. This is, um, you know, my daughter. And Alex sort of waves and he goes, This is her friend, Alkaini. <laughs> and uh, the seer goes, I know. And Alkaini's eyes are huge. <laughs> <laughs> and she's sort of just sort of looking in your general direction. She's not necessarily looking at a, a single one of you, mm -hmm. she's just sort of looking. Tiresias vibes, yeah. Yes, in your direction. What? Tiresias. From Oedipus. Oh, 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 sure. But, you know, less familial dysfunction in the room. <laughs> less familial dysfunction in the room. And he steps forward sort of with this. And he says, um, we come to you with something what I believe to be very dangerous. And she kind of steps down off this like kind of like upper pedestal thing that the desk was on that she, she steps down and steps forward and you hear kind of the, the clack of like soft uh, like hooves she's that kind of tiefling okay and <laughs> let's go she's that kind of tiefling <laughs> and uh, she walks forward and she kind of looks over Hector and, and puts her hand on top of where the orb is wrapped up and she flinches a bit and then she grabs, she kind of takes it from him and, and, and walks over to this sort of glass case. And then she puts it in there and she kind of pulls the the, um, the wrapping off of it. So it is now just, now it's just uncovered in there. And you see that as she puts it in there, the coloration of it fades a bit the black sort of begins to get gray and it becomes paler and the smoke that sort of billows off of it is beginning to dissipate so it's getting better um do you say that out loud <clears throat> why not say it as alkyony so is it getting better now not quite it's um negated if you will where did you find this um well in the woods any place in particular? Close by here, actually. The squirrel kind of pointed it out. Okay. What do you believe it's doing? And she looks sort of at you, but also at Hector, because Hector was saying, you know, it feels bad. But she sort of directs the question to you. But she's sort of just sort of like, not like I said, not looking particularly at anybody, but just in your general direction. I think it's um it's doing something to either living animals or dead animals and corrupting them. We fought a bear that was dead. You fought it and it was dead. 
Yeah, it was really nasty. The, the skin was sliding off of it, and the bones are kind of shambling around. Uh, but it, we did manage to kill it. But it was definitely not alive. It was, uh, it was a living dead. Un yeah, undead, living dead, zombie bear. A, a real bad time. I see. Do you have reason to believe there are more? Well, we fought the zombie bear quite a ways from where we found this orb. So either this orb has a real long reach or there are multiple orbs. Could be either. And um, Hector sort of pipes in and says, that's why I thought we ought to bring it to you because I, I, I thought you could find any more if there were any more and if there wasn't, you could take care of this one. And... Um, he he's about to go into like a rambly mode and <laughs> she sort of puts like a very long finger up and you see she has these sort of like interestingly manicured nails and these this cool like yes. lots lots of rings. She's a very jewelried person, but she holds this finger up and he immediately like <laughs> stops breathing. <laughs> she you can tell she has a very commanding presence and and you get the impression that like Gatarem's a big deal, right? And so like Hector clearly has a lot of weight in this town in terms of people who respect him because he's like a head priest at this, at this priest cathedral. Place. Yeah, it's priest place. <laughs> um, but she has even more command than he does, sort of, in the way that she's able to immediately put him down. Yeah. And um, and no name has been said except for she's being called Seer. And she looks down at it and she says... Give me a moment. And she sort of goes to different places. Like there's lots of shelves. There's lots of accoutrement. There's lots of uh, spell components. And she goes and sort of gets like a small chalice and some uh, herbs. And she goes and gets some tarot cards. And she goes and she she sort of just like moves. Like you hear the clipping and the clopping. But she moves almost like a Morticia Adams. Like so smooth. It's like it's yes. just floating almost kind oh, of. Oh, yeah. And she's just sort of going around the room. She does pass you by at one point as she is on her way to grab Ooh, something. And, and and she smells good. And you're like, wow, she, she does all this. And she, bitch, you live like this. <laughs> and you smell good. But um, in a good way. In a good way. In a good she, way. <laughs> and, but she's just very ethereal and strange. And then she brings all these things over to the table. And she sort of sits with her hands. She on, on the glass case. And she takes notes she moves things and then you see she just sits with it for a moment and Hector is sort of just looking at you Alex is looking at him and then you and unless you want to say anything she's just going to do her thing in silence for a moment yeah go for it delicious we are all just like hanging <laughs> what's up just yeah just, just hanging on her every on her every movement and after a few moments of Clearly she's doing something magical. You feel sort of the energy and you see that sort of her, it looks like her hair almost is picking up a small breeze that you don't even know where it's coming from. It's like there's, it's coming from the magic coming out of her hands. And it, at a certain point, she then opens the case and reaches her hand in and puts her bare hand on it. And she takes a sharp breath in and she writhes a bit and throws her head up and she takes this sort of like gasp of breath in as if it is being taken away from her. And then she pulls her hand out. And with the same hand, she runs over to the opposite wall. And there's a large map of the Sunstar Forest. And it's decorative and ornate and old. And she 
dipped her hand into some bowl and almost as quickly as she ran over there, she she kind of makes these marks on this beautiful old ornate oh, thing in yeah. ink that are, that are sort of spread across the sun star. There's four of them in total. And she turns to you and she sort of takes a moment to collect herself again. And she says, I feel four. Four more. She, and she kind of touches the map. We should send groups, get them quickly. Bring them to me and I will break them. I feel great evil in them, evil that cannot remain here. And if I could like draw this, like Alkaini would be like jaw dropped, eyes wide, chuckles, I'm in danger. <laughs> I'm in danger. <laughs> and uh, Hector sort of also is jaw dropped for a moment, but then he collects himself and goes, We can we can send out groups. Absolutely. We can get we can get it taken care of. Would you two be willing to help? Be a group. It would save us people. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, Alex, yeah? Uh, of course, anything, yes. Okay, yeah. And I go where you go, so. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see. A moment. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> um, and the seer um, sort of nods. And says, um, gather the people and bring them to me. I will give them ways to carry it without hurting themselves. And she sort of goes back to another sort of chest, I guess. And she opens this chest and she reaches in. And her arm goes in deeper even than Than it it, should. Like Mary Poppins. Yeah, very Mary Poppins. And she pulls out this sort of like medium-sized, like bluish purplish goldish like it's an interesting like kind of braided cool bag and um she says you can fit many 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 things in here um but you can fit the orb in there and not touch it could you fit like a person in there i wouldn't recommend it um they might die oh they go in but you can fit fit most other non-living things in here thank you for the rule book dnd this is a holding bag. Oh, it holds so many things. The bag of holding so many things. Mm-hmm. Wow. You fucking asshole. <laughs> <laughs> yes, this is a bag of holding, and I can add it to your character sheet on d Hell Beyond. yeah. I'm going to put my bagpipes in there. You know I've had bagpipes this whole time. You've had bagpipes? Yeah, I looked at my character sheet, and I was... Because, like, you know, I, I when you make the character sheet, there's, like, there's certain things you just have in your in your I feel like we have this discussion yes, before. Yes, but you have bagpipes? Yeah. I have my little herbalism kit cuz I'm okay. a druid. You are a druid, yes. And then I got my bagpipes cuz I'm a druid. What? Yeah. You know what I wish I could get you? <laughs> what? Do you want to know what magic item I I want to find a way to justify giving you now? We just find it in the woods. Go for it, Mackenzie. It have you heard of them? It's the bagpipes of the sewer. <laughs> I'm not joking. Have you heard of this magic item before? <laughs> no. I've only played Adventurers League like twice. And one of the two times I played it, that was the magic item given at the end of the session. And it is a, pa- a set of bagpipes that when you pl- play them, you can, um, it's the Pied Piper. You basically summon rats? hordes of rats. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> see, I want to find a way to give them to you now. Wow. Maybe I've just had it this whole time. You've had <laughs> 
<laughs> They're a very powerful magic item. Yeah, so it makes sense that Alkaini would have this, like, nuclear bomb sitting in her pack. And <laughs> How is swarms of rats a nuclear bomb? Um, you just said it's a very powerful item, actually. So, I mean, <laughs> there are so many rats, Mackenzie. You're right. So many rats in this Let world. Let me see what it says specifically. Yeah, it basically says you can call forth a swarm of rats. And they just, they can fight for you. Can they be purple? They could be purple rats, absolutely. Let's, let's, hey, let's say, let's say that will be your gift for, for when we finish season one. Oh, yes. Is you're going to get rat bagpipes somehow My in the story. rat bagpipes. So everyone stay tuned for that. A bagpipe. Set of bagpipes for rats. Oh, is this like bagpipes Tiny that rats play? Rat okay. Paws, little purple rats called by my rat pipes. My bagpipes for rats. I've got one more joke and then we're moving on. Okay. Bagpipes for Algernon. All right. All right. <laughs> Okay. Um, so the bagpipes you have are normal. Yes, this is a bag of holding she has given you, and I will add it to your D&D Beyond character sheet. Um, but if as we adventure, if you put things in there, just keep track of what you have in there and, you know, <laughs> be a player, be exist. Uh, and she sort of... You have a map of the forest. Just yeah. say you have that. Yeah. She will take... Um, she has, like, little copies. Yeah, she has copies. But, like, you you would have a map on you just as adventurers and journeyers and people who are traveling. So she sure, takes yeah. out your map or Alex's map, and she marks uh, one of the four locations that you see is sort of, like, a couple hours west, like, directly west from where you are, almost on the other kind of top corner of the forest. Okay. And that's the place. And she says, um, do you need anything else before you leave? Oh no, I I'm I'm good. Are you good, Alex? Yeah, I, I'm I'm good. This this should be easy, especially with this. Now we'll just go. We'll grab it. We'll bring it back. Totally. And then she sort of nods <laughs> at you and Hector. Um. And and she sort of looks up in the direction of Hector, and Hector nods as well and says, "All right, girls, I'll go get the other groups. If you want to go ahead and head out." And uh, he goes to open the door, but then the door opens on its own and his hand sort of misses the doorknob and <laughs> he turns to look back at the seer and she sort of just gives a little like chuckle to herself. Um, I love her. <laughs> and you all can exit out the tower. Um, when you get down to the bottom of the tower, Hector looks at you both and says, I'll go wrangle up some other groups. We will get these other locations. We'll meet back. Shouldn't take too long. Thank you for bringing this to our attention. Yeah. Go team. <laughs> go team. Indeed. Um, I'll see you girls soon. I'm and picturing Tan France. Wait, that'd be really good. If, if Tan France was a bear, then that is exactly who this exactly is. Exactly the vibe. Yeah, yeah, if Tan France was like a handsome, chunky bear, that would be Hector. Oh, perfect. So, <laughs> fan artists? <laughs> Hector's your favorite character? There you go. Um... Oh, that's perfect energy, honey. That's perfect vibes. He dresses <laughs> as well as Tan France as well. Yes. Um, I love that. And he hugs you both very, very tight. Oh, bear hug. And he says, I'll have a big yummy dinner waiting for you as soon as you get back. Oh, yes. Um, do you need anything? 
No, we've got everything pretty much under control, right? Uh, yeah, thanks, Dad. And he goes, and he grabs her cheeks and goes, I love you. And she goes, I love, I love you. <laughs> and he grabs your cheeks and he goes, I just met you, but I love you as well. Ooh, thanks so much. All right. It's nice to meet you. <laughs> nice to meet you too. <laughs> and he kind of like winks at Alex and then scurries off. Uh, is there anything you'd like to do in the town before you head out? No, we gotta go get this orb. Yes, <laughs> you gotta go get that orb. It's Dorby. orb time. It is orb o'clock. Orb o'clock, baby. And so you realize you—it's about midday. Uh, you have a couple hours, like about four hours of journey. So it, it won't be like the sun won't be setting as you get there, but it might set on your way back. But you should still be able to make it by dinner time. Uh, but it'll be like a pretty long day. It's like a full day of traveling and back, basically. And very light rain is beginning to fall. It's kind of misty. Most of it is caught by the thick trees above, but you still get kind of light, misty rainfall on your head as you head Love out it. west. Uh, I want you, as you're going there, to roll a survival check just uh -oh. to see how well you kind of follow the map and how well oh, you... Again? Oh, no. We get lost. I, I always, whenever you say survival, I automatically assume, like... <sighs> it's going to be bad? Yeah, well, I have a plus six on survival, so this eight is now, don't look at me, a 14. Wow. That's right, right? Do you have a plus six? Is that yeah, how math plus works? Yeah, plus six, eight, pl I don't know. If you have a plus six, it. then yeah, that makes sense, babe. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Like, in my brain, I'm like, this is correct, but also my brain as a math teacher is constantly being like, um, that's incorrect. Not, that, that is so, not well, correct. That is not correct. Show your work tiny idiot baby <laughs> well that's much better than i thought it was gonna be with an eight uh <laughs> but yeah 16 you are able to follow the map pretty distinctly um there's like a couple of like sort of um trees and stones to look out for to kind of make sure you're on the right path and you are able to find them pretty well alex gets a little turned around but you sort of are like trust me this is the way and you're able to actually kind of navigate the two of you pretty well Actually, Man, I love to play a character who knows where the fuck she's going. <laughs> I mean, the forest is her home. I mean, if anything, like I probably, you're probably granted like advantage in some sense just because you've lived here for so long, you know. But funny. you rolled well, so we can keep moving. And after about four hours, the sun is getting lower in the sky, but it has not set yet. The rain is still kind of lightly falling, and you realize you're getting kind of close to about where the map was marked. Roll a perception check. <laughs> Another it's eight. Just straight eights, baby. Uh, perception is not as good, but it's still, it's still plus four, so that's a 12. You search around the area for a while because you're like, this is definitely where it's at. You know that from your survival check. And you're not finding anything at first, and you're like, what's going on? And eventually you are pushing through some brush, and you sort of hit something hard and then you back up a little bit and you realize there's like a small like building ish like like truly like a, like a hut like a very tiny thing but it's made of stone and as you sort of if you go around the edge you see that there is sort of a door there it's 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 very medium size it's nestled between these trees it's a stone building no windows it's basically covered completely in moss and vines and so that's why you didn't even see it really as you were first going through but 
as you were pushing some brush, you find it. And if you go around to the side, you see that there is a little bit of metal that's made. It's a door. It's a jar and it's completely just eroded and rusted. Okay. Let's go inside. <laughs> this is your horror movie senses. Exactly. In any, in any situation where I would be like, <laughs> I found a mysterious house in the woods. I think I'll turn right around and go home and never talk about it to anyone ever. Tiny's <laughs> like, what's this? All right. So you creak open the metal of this door. Part of it even kind of cracks away just from how old and <laughs> eroded this door is. And you realize that it basically immediately opens into a small kind of slender staircase that goes down about 25 feet. 20, 25 feet. Are you kidding me? I am not kidding you. Kanye's going to look at Alex and be like, where does this go, do you think? Um, I don't know. A, a tunnel? Or if there's a... somebody in here, they should probably know that there's like an evil orb around them, right? I mean, what if there isn't somebody in here and then the evil orb is in here and now it's an undead somebody? We should get the orb first and then come back. But what if the orb's in here? Wait, do you think the orb's in here? I love playing a dumb bitch. I mean, no, but I'm saying, what if it is? And then what if something creepy is in here and it's made creepier by the orb? I feel like if the orb was going to be anywhere, it would be in like a creepy hut in the woods, right? I mean, maybe it does seem creepy enough. We, we like, we got a bear. Yeah, we killed a bear. Yeah. Let's go get this orb. Okay. Spirited away time. Let's go. And then she sort of squints her eyes as she looks down. Uh, and you look down as well. I have dark I have nail dark I have dark vision. I can see. I can see whatever's down there making you can see it, okay? You have dark vision? Okay. That's I'm that's a good tiefling. enough. I, I, bitch, I don't know your life. Okay. Thank you for you telling do, me. You do because you have access to my character sheet. I have it pulled up. Dark vision 60 <laughs> feet. I don't have it pulled up. Okay, so that helps because this is basically darkness and especially since the sun is going down, you don't have a lot of help from the outside. So you that's a big reason why you're able to see how far the stairs go down, if that makes sense. And what Alex, who doesn't have dark vision, is squinting at is you do see that there is a bit of a, fl like a faint flicker of like a flame coming. Like you, it clearly like the stairs bottom out at like 20, 25 feet. So it, and clearly there is like a room or at least an further places to access and a small like faint flicker of a flame oh, can be seen at the bottom and that's what she's looking at and she sort of grabs onto your arm in a little bit of a worried I don't got no spell that says <laughs> that they can't see me Yeah, sure. Whatever. Let's go. Let's go down. Whatever. Let's go down. Let's go down. Whatever. Okay. Whatever, Mackenzie. You <laughs> placed this hut in my path, and I, even though it make it does not make sense to me, Rachel, to go fuck it around in there. We gotta do it. There's no getting out of it. So let's you, do it. Let's you go could down. just leave. Let's just go. No, I'm we, not forcing we you to sure do anything. We sure can't, Mackenzie. Honey. You didn't create a hut for nothing. We will not go down the stairs and turn the corner and it's some random person with nothing special about them who's like, oh, what are you guys doing here? Why did you come into my home? 
there's nothing for you here. There, you there's know? no plot here for you. How do you know I didn't just make like the the old hermit from Frankenstein who's just here In trying to case, eat his soup? How could I pass that up? <laughs> so either way, you have to do. Riddle this. me this, Batman. <laughs> I I consume media regularly. <laughs> okay, I know how this shit works. I like being dragged for filth by my fucking wife. Let's go down the stairs. Are you are you sneaking? Or are you just rolling down. Um, let's sneak. Let's sneak. <laughs> That's the worst that could happen. That's a twelve okay. plus what? What's the sneaky one again? Stealth. Stealth. <laughs> <laughs> I lose my mind. Fourteen, please. Okay, let me roll for Alex. Don't fuck this up. God damn it, uh, Alex. That's low. Let me guess. It's minus for her, right? Oh, it's a disadvantage as well. Even lower. <laughs> <laughs> Plus zero and what disadvantage. What was the point? <laughs> we should have just cartwheeled down the stairs. What was it? What did you get again? 14. Okay. Alkind is going to turn to Alex and mouth very clearly. Okay. Let's be really Quiet. Got it. I've got it. I'll kinda of follow you down. <laughs> and because you Because our lives could depend on it, Alex. Yeah, I know. Perhaps I... more so than any other moment in this campaign. Yeah, okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna be so quiet. Like you won't even hear me. I'm gonna be like that a, is the I'm gonna be like a quiet. mouse not playing bagpipes. That's how quiet I'm gonna be. I have bagpipes. I know you do. That's why I made the joke. I just wanted to and remind you. you go down about 10 feet and you're barefoot, I'm assuming, as usual. Yeah, like and a you're fucking just, weirdo. You're just fucking... But listen. It's like you're as silent I, as the like fucking wind. Little cat paws, baby. Little cat paws, baby. You're silent as the wind. And Alex has not moved yet. She's letting tickled you get, by that imagery. <laughs> you were tickled by that imagery. I am. And you get down about 15 feet and then Alex is about to go... And then immediately it's like... King, king, king. And she's like holding onto her armor, trying to keep it quiet, and it's just kind of king against it itself. And she's so panicked, looking because like she's demiloing this armor. To yeah, keep it quiet. trying to keep it quiet, and she's able to muffle it a bit. But it's like <laughs> she does a couple steps really quickly to hopefully like like a band aid rip like, it off quicker. Yeah, when you like try and yeah. unwrap the candy as fast as you can. Yeah, so she's just struggling. Like, honestly, let's just say that like she's totally quiet, but then halfway down, she's like, "Fuck." a mint she pulls it out <laughs> yeah she does get down to you and starts opening up a mint package <laughs> and that's it um we're gonna die in this hut and you get down to the 20 feet and it uh you are not very stealthy because of your partner <laughs> but you get down to the bottom and because you've dark vision you see that it is basically a small room about 30 feet by 30 feet you can't see m much, even though it's like so dark. You do see that there is a small torch burning faintly on the far wall next to a stone table. And you do see an orb on the table. <sighs> and you see like a small chest to the left of it as well. Okay. Do I see anybody in the room who gives off the air of not having had a particularly healthy relationship with their father? 
Roll uh, an investigation if you're looking specifically for that person. <laughs> I mean, I could also just like look around the room. Do you want to do perception or, in, or investigation? Okay. Wait, hold on. What? Investigation is like you're looking like... for something. Okay. I'll just perception, perception is you're just taking a glance around the room. That's a three. All right. Perception plus four, so a seven. Respectable, okay. but not as respectable as it could be. <laughs> All right. You walk in a couple. Do you, you walk in a little bit? Is it safe to say? Yeah, why not? To take a look at the room. Alex is right behind you. We don't have, like, what is it called? Like, sense traps. I mean, you can roll an investigation to look for traps. No. Absolutely <laughs> not. <laughs> I give you the option and you're like, fuck you. I'm just letting you know, like, we don't even have that spell and it hasn't even occurred to us. I want to make that clear. Okay. Um, you take a step into the room and you're looking around and... The, you roll such a low perception. You're mostly <laughs> focused on where the light is, and you see the orb, and it's sort of taking most of your uh, attention, if I would say that. Yeah. And because of your low perception, you don't necessarily see until you see that you hear sort of like a creaking and snapping sound to your right. Okay. And then you hear a creaking and snapping sound to your left. Okay. And then you hear another creaking and snapping sound to the right, the left. And you hear, no, is the hut itself a thing? No. Are we inside? This is not Monster House. <laughs> but you. The uvula. You look to the right now and you see sort of like three skeletal figures. Oh my God. To the right and to the left you see two more. And they are coming in on you. Roll initiative. All right. Initiative, I see. Initiative, we're, we're hopping up there. Initiative is uh, a dirty 20. Okay. <laughs> What's your what? dexterity? Um, my dex is plus two. All right, so you and the Skelly Boys have the same <laughs> initiative and you have the same decks, but since you are the player character, I'm going to give it to you. So, Thank you. Um, note that this is a smaller room, right? It's like yeah, 30 by 30. Yeah, you made all my fun large spells very tricky. You're underground, 30 by 30 room. Um, if you need more visual, I can get one drawn up. But, Alkaini, you are the top of the round. What do you want to do, my love, my angel? <laughs> um... How close are the skellies? They're on the far walls. So if you're entering in and you're right at the thing, they're probably about 10 feet or so to your, like, like three of them are 10 feet to your right. Three of them are 10 feet. Two of them are 10 feet to your left. Okay. I'm going to put a dust, they're like, you know, dust double God, <laughs> next to the three it. skelly boys. What do I got to do? Um, choose an unoccupied five foot cube of air that you can see within range. Okay. So it only takes one of them out, right? Please let me finish. <laughs> An elemental force that resembles a dust devil appears in the cube and lasts for the spell's duration. Up to one minute, it is concentration. Any creature that ends its turn within five feet of the dust devil must make a strength saving throw. On a failed save, the creature takes 1d8 bludgeoning damage and is pushed 10 feet away. On a successful save, the creature takes half as much damage and isn't pushed. So I'm, I'm not going to put it like right next to them, right next to them, because they're going to move. But I'm going to put it in between... The, the three skelly boys and me and Alex. So you're planting it kind of. So yeah. they have to walk through it? Is that the goal? Yeah. Like if they if they can, they're going to have to 
either take extra movement to get to me. And are they smart enough to know that that's what they have to do? Who knows? Or they pass within five feet and risk being beat up by my best friend, the dust devil. I mean, they might probably not going to walk into danger. The Vinky? <laughs> Why would they walk into direct danger? I'm just saying, like, the, the skeletons aren't like, hmm, I see, I must stay at least five, I must not have come within five feet of this dust devil, elsewise I shall be bludgeoned. I guess. You know what I'm saying? Like, they're not good. They're, I guess. They're, they're, they're still going out to take a risk if they're coming towards us. That dust devil's my best friend. The dust devil's name is Davinky. <laughs> the dust devil Davinky. Okay. Okay. I'm going to figure out how to justify why these fucking idiots would walk into a dust devil. Um, is that all you're going to do on your turn? It's all I can do, I'm pretty sure. Unless you have a bonus action. Shillelagh. Okay. Shillelagh. I pull out my bagpipes and I play us a jaunty tune for our fight. Shillelagh. Um, all right. So, so basically, you two are down here, right? Yes. Look at where my hands are so I can figure this out. The Dust Devil's here. Yeah. And the Skelly Boys are here. Yeah, Trio Skelly Boys over there. Okay. I'm uh, hoping to rattle some bones. <laughs> <laughs> spooky, scary skeletons. It's a, that is, that is absolutely the, uh, the They music. start singing spooky, scary skeletons. How do you feel about that? I love it. Let's uh -huh. go. Let's dance. <laughs> You're all friends. Uh, the ones on the left are going to go first so that I don't have to deal with my brain figuring out the dust devil. Uh, they're basically going to kind of... And they're kind of snapping their little bones. Yeah. Little bones are snapping. They're going to run up. And uh, one of them's going to try to hit you. One of them's going to try to hit your girlfriend. We aren't girlfriends yet. <laughs> uh, this one will be you. This one will be you. Okay. The one coming for you, <laughs> probably going to miss uh, because that is a 10. Nope. Bye. And the one that's going to hit Alex also uh, does not hit. So basically, so these two skeletons, they run at you and they both try to take their swords down at you at the same time. And then Alex sort of jumps in front of you and puts her shield in the way and blocks it from both of you. And uh, she smiles at you. And now it is her turn. So she is going to... Ooh, what is she going to do? Hold what on. is she going to do? I, I should have thought about this before <laughs> existing. Before thou wert even born. Honestly, yeah, for now she's going to just, she's going to sort of push back on them and she's going to come down on one on the left with her quarterstaff. All right. Let's go. No. She's not going to hit. She's going to go a little bit wide. Oh, Mamma mia. And then look panicked up as the skeleton is rearing its sword up for another hit. What do you do? Oh, wait, no. The other one's got to yeah, move. Yeah, they got to move. I forgot. They got to move. It's time um, for them to meet Signore Da Vinci. Okay. They're going to sort of, yeah, they're all going to kind of shamble over towards <laughs> you. Um, so yeah, how many will get good. hit in this? Will they all get hit by the by the dust devil? It depends on, okay. So if, here's the dust devil. Yeah, please. If they go here, here, or here, they're in trouble. Yeah, it's a small room. They're going to hit that. Okay. So what does that do? That's delicious. I I love Dust Devil perhaps. I'm being really nice as well. Okay, well. <laughs> hey, guess what? Guess what? What? Because I love you. 
I love you too. I will not be nice in return though, because can I, I would like can to I have your hand? hold hands while I tell Ooh. you how your your scally boys get wrecked. Um, any creature that ends its turn within five feet of the dust devil must make a strength saving throw. <laughs> okay. Here, I won't, I won't take your dice. Thank you. It's special. Uh, it's going to be plus zero to all these. So whatever these roll, it's a, it's a 12. Is that another 12? And a three. Absolutely none of them save. Okay, so what happens, baby? So, on a failed save, the creature takes 1d8 bludgeoning damage and is pushed 10 feet away. Rattle them bones. Let's go. <laughs> okay. 1d8, 1d8, 1d8. So all three of them get 1d8. Oh, I Are you love excited? this. I just, I love hitting things. I know you do. That's a seven for one of them. Okay. Damn. Uh, and eight for one of them. Okay. <laughs> God damn it. And a se- I'm jo- I'm not joking. It is another seven. <laughs> okay. Holy shit, that's good damage, honey. Um, so they're thrown back how many feet? Uh, ten feet. Okay. Um, the smack of the wall. Honestly, Signore the Vinky says the smack of the wall. Yeah, honestly. F- I wasn't expecting that. So for flavor, I mean, yeah, they're gonna they would hit the wall and they're fucking bones. <laughs> and like I can try to roll <laughs> and some fucking, fucking bones. Saves. Um they're all pretty bad. That one's okay. Um so yeah, one uh, one of them they they're thrown back. Okay, two of them were okay. They're thrown back and one the they all hit slam against the wall and uh roll two D four. One of them, the one in the center, obliterates. It hits the wall and just crashes. That's a D6. Uh, uh, <laughs> wait, so what do we need? D4. Roll two D4. Oh, the little triangle. Yeah. So that's a... Is that a four? Oh, my that's God. That's a four. You fucking asshole. <laughs> and what is that? A three. A three. Okay. So one of them, the one in the middle, you they all f- f- fall back. Two of them... You know, they look very, very weak. They're just literally walking bones with some slabs <laughs> of leather. They're They're ba- not the even skin. skin. They're just bones. Um, and, but the one in the middle just fucking obliterates against the wall. <laughs> and the other two look weak, but they're they're able to kind of hold themselves together. But they're not doing good, and they're standing there. And now it is your actual turn, you fucking Hell yeah. little baby so where bitch. Where, <laughs> where, the, where are the skelly boys? They're back against the wall again. I'm just going to move the dust devil closer to them. Away from me and and Alex and closer to them. I don't even want us to be even a little bit. Okay. Near Does anything the- happen on this turn now that it moves closer to them? Because um, if it moves closer, it's it, no matter the damage, it's going to fucking obliterate them. At the end of their turn, they will take damage if they don't ski-daddle. Okay. I mean, yeah. Um, so I'm putting it in between the two. Okay. Uh, and that is a bonus action. Oh my god, okay. I'm gonna turn that to- That dust devil's broken! Ugh. It may be. I may not be doing it right, but to be <laughs> honest, I love it. I love Davinky the dust devil. Davinky the dust devil. Um, now, for the other guy, mm-hmm. the other two boys, I'm gonna smack one of them with my stick. Alright, roll to hit. A one! <laughs> Um, so you, <laughs> Alex, after my extremely cool Davinci yeah, move, Davinci move, Alex 
hits wide, you do your cool Davinci move, and then you go, yeah, and you also hit really, really, really wide on the two skeleton boys that are in between, sort of. They make fun of us. Yeah, they, they, they say, go, ha, 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 you missed. Ah, you, you missed. You missed, foolish tiefling. Yeah, that's what they say. Mm-hmm. And now it is the skelly boys' turn again. The two nearest to you are both going to come down on attacks again. Purple die is on you. P- blue die is on Alex. Okay. Get it? Yeah. <laughs> the colors you are. Um, Ooh. Are those both Whoa, Those are 19? both 19s, and so they're both going to hit. They're both going to hit. So uh, both Skelly Boys, you two went wide, and those Skelly Boys take the opportunity to come hit you with their little short swords that they have. <laughs> their little skeleton short swords. Roll my little Bard and Barbarian D6s. Uh, well... I was going to do that for Alex. Um, yeah, I'll take so that. Than no, four it's points. four plus two, so it's six points of damage. <gasps> six points of damage to you Dimash. and three points of damage to Alex. Uh, that's that turn. And then those other two Scully boys are going to come towards you to attack as well, and they're going to move out of the dust devil. Does anything happen as they move out of it? or If they come within five feet, they must make a, a strength saving But you throw. said they end their turn there. They're using their turn to move to you. Away oh. from where you moved oh. the dust devil, oh. right? Oh. That's oh. sort of the. Let me read it again. That might be the catch: is Any that they will that move out. Any creature that ends its turn within five feet of the dust devil must make a strength saving throw. So yeah, they so got. they're fine. Pushed back, and they're gonna shamble as best as they can over to you. They're very weak, but they're gonna come over and bring their swords down on you. Uh, both of those miss. I'm gonna blow on them. You're gonna blow on them, and they're gonna no. just get a little <laughs> bit off kilter. Dust. <laughs> yeah. uh, they both miss. Uh, and now it is my turn. Um, no, you have a GF. It's my turn. No, it's there. It's it's I Alex's turn. I definitely thought Alex went. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, Alex's turn. Oh yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah. And <laughs> she is going to try to cast Sacred Flame on the one closest to her that just hit her. It fails at safe, and it takes one d8 of radiant damage. Two. It takes two radiant damage. Hell yeah. Um. So that's that, and that's uh her turn, and I think that's all she can do. I don't know if I have a bonus action for her right now necessarily that she needs to do. Um, you know why not? As a bonus action, she's gonna cast her spiritual weapon, and and put that behind the skelly boy that attacked you, and try to hit with it. Uh, she does hit. So the skelly boy that tra- that hit you, oh, takes thirteen points of damage, and Whoa. with that f- with that singular Whoa. hit, it comes smashing down on that skeleton that just hit you, and it obliterates into dust underneath Alex's spiritual weapon. Does a lot more damage than uh, than just her normal hits did, but she took yeah. she took care of uh, a second one. So now there's only one kind of to your left, and there's to the two to your right, and now it is your turn. Okay. Um. Oh, also roll a concentration check to keep uh, your dust devil because dust oh, devil's yeah, concentration. Cause I, cause I... And I forgot to do that last time, so now I'm doing it this time. A one, a natural one, the a dust natural devil, one, it disappeared. When you, when you got hit, the dust devil dissipated, and that was a uh, probably a big reason why the skelly boys were able to walk by unscathed. There you go. There you go. There you go. Um. Yeah, I think I forgot <gasps> to make you do that last time, and that's why it lasted like fifteen fucking rounds. It wouldn't rounds. Have matter because they never hit me. Okay, fancy. If it, if it was if it was manicure boys, no, they never landed a single hit. <laughs> okay, fancy. 
Well, since um, one concentration <laughs> spell is done, mm-hmm. I'm going to cast Moonbeam. Okay. Moonbeam, I'm one of the Skelly Boys. Uh, can it only hit one? What? Can it yeah, only hit one? It's only, it's a five foot radius. Okay. 40 foot high cylinder. Oh. A five foot radius. So I'm going to pick one. Cool. The ceilings are pretty low in here. They're only about like 12 feet. Oh, it's feet, shooting so. out like if if someone were outside right now, uh-huh. they would see it. All right. Like it just uh, goes which through. which skelly boy? The t- one of the two ones on your which right. One's looking rough, or which one's actually which one's looking fantastic? The one to your left. All right, one to my left. All right. Uh, what does it have to do? Uh, you're going to make a Constitution saving throw. Seven. You didn't do it. You didn't do it at all. <laughs> I assumed as much. I assumed <laughs> that I did not make so it. So that yeah. skeleton is engulfed in ghostly flames. Uh, it takes two d10 radiant damage. Okay, roll those damage. 2d10. 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 This is riveting. Uh, a 2. Okay, and then roll again. 2d10, right? A 10. Oh, so yeah. That's 12. That boy just just melts into dust and the ghostly flames. Um, you see it just sort of truly just kind of falls from the top and just crumbles underneath the light beautiful and it's dead now you only have the two to your right do you have anything else you'd like to do on your turn that you can do Mm, no there's nothing i can do and that's okay all right and uh the two remaining skelly boys are one's gonna come down um on they're both gonna come down on both on you actually because you're the one that's up their butt (laughs) and did a lot of damage to them so they're both gonna try to hit you um one's a natural 20 and one uh, does not hit. I'm assuming. I'm assuming a twelve doesn't hit you. No, twelve does not hit me. Okay, then they are just gonna roll the one that got a natural twenty hits you right in the in the the shoulder right here and Ooh. cuts deep. Oh jeez. Uh, and that that's, <gasps> that's a, eleven that's, points of damage. Uh, Thirteen points 13 of damage. Thirteen points of damage. Right. That boy got you. I he was real mad that I killed he. Friend. Yeah, and that's gonna be the Skelly Boy's turn, and now it is Alex's turn, and um, she's gonna see how deep that uh, hit and a be like, cut, um, how are you doing HP wise? No, it's fine. Let's not worry about it. Well, okay. She's going to worry about it because she worries about you. And so she's going to cast Cure Wounds. Aww. Uh, that's why you have, a, that's why your companion's a cleric, right? That's love, bitch. Uh, that's going to be 11 points of healing. Oh, wow. So like, fuck you, Skelly Boys. Yes. So she sort of it's sort of trying to get a bit of a different angle so she can sort of join you and get her shield in front of you. And she puts her hand, um, technically it has to kind of go over oh. your back. She puts her hand around you to okay. put her, um, a little her bit of a yawn first, a little bit of a yawn thing, <laughs> uh, put her fingertips on sort of your shoulder where the slice happened. And, and you see that there's a little bit of blood already seeping out cause it's a deep cut. And she puts her arm around you and puts her hand on that area on your shoulder and this warm radiant energy comes and as you look down it is almost wild you've never seen such a deep cut be healed so immediately as it looks like the the parts of your skin just immediately begin to grow back together and close Ew. the wound and <laughs> but it closes it. the wound up and you feel like this warmth hit your chest as she heals you and she holds her shield a little bit in front and that's going to be her turn and now it's your turn again. Is that the skull? Oh, yeah, the skull boys hit me. I'm just going to move that moonbeam to the next one. All right. And what do they have to roll again? Constitution? Yeah. Uh, that's going to be an unnatural 20. Ooh, yeah, that, it's fine. 
Does it take half damage or is it just nothing? Oh, that's right. That's why I like that spell. That's right. Even when you've I lose, it, I win. You've said it so many episodes. Even when I lose, I win. So <laughs> it's just going to do one. I no, can you either still, roll, you roll twice. No, you roll, still roll the 2d8, okay. but you just have, the, or 2d10, but you have, have the number you get. Okay. Yeah, you don't have the dice. You just have the number the total. I'm sure, whatever. That's a one. Okay, roll. <laughs> And a six, so a seven. Okay, and uh, in your favor, that's four. Uh, it still, it still gets taken out. That that skelly boy still goes yeah. down. And now there is only one remaining. Um, it's we, we just shouted it. We killed your friends. You're alone in the world now. Who do you think is gonna love you? You're a shambling skeleton. The people who understood you the most are gone forever. Roll intimidation. <laughs> Are you serious? Yes, I'm serious. Uh, <laughs> this skeleton gives a shit. That's a seven. For a moment, the skeleton goes. You like it? It, it can't really have a facial expression because it's literally a skull. <laughs> but for a moment, you see it's like sort of like you can tell it's like has like an angry body position and its little bones, <laughs> and you see that its little shoulder bones drop for a moment, <laughs> and you see that. It stands a little straighter, then like looks down, <laughs> and then it looks up at you, and you think you just made it angrier because you did kill all of its friends. Yeah, and so it's gonna I mean, stab at you <laughs> with the last little bit of life it has left. Uh, I can't believe this is canon. It, it's gonna roll a f uh, sixteen to hit, <laughs> and it's gonna stab you because you just told it it killed its friend. It rolls three damage. Okay. Like it stabs into your stomach a little bit. Okay. And then Alex is going to... Alex is going to go, where did that come from? Alex is like, whoa, <laughs> man. What the hell? What the hell? And she's going to uh, try to hit it with her quarterstaff. Uh, she's actually going to just barely hit, even though she rolled very low. She only rolled a... Oh, wait. No, wait. She rolled a 12. No, so she just barely misses. So she tries oh, to come back down against it. And, uh, and morally, it, the skeleton is in the right. The, morally, the skeleton's in the right. <laughs> so. The skeleton has been uh, just reinvigorated by its rage that you killed all its friends. And now it's your turn again. Moonbeam. All right. Um, no matter what happens, I think this dude's dead. Do you want to roll that damage anyway? I do. I do want to roll the damage, please. That, How did I manage to do that? <laughs> it landed on the side. Okay. I don't even know how to describe that. I have to take a photo take a of this. I'm going to picture and show it because how did I manage to do that? Even the, even the dice are like, listen, what you said was really inappropriate and uncharacteristically cruel. Okay, I took a photo. I'm going to put it on the internet Love so that. you can see how the fuck did Rachel roll it that anyway. way. Okay, now roll the damage. <laughs> Somehow I cocked it. That's an eight. And a two, so five points of damage. Yeah, that, uh, tell me how that. How, tell me how this final skeleton dies. What happens in the moonbeam? Um, I don't know. I always picture moonbeam working to like you know how like there's like in cartoons and movies when someone is engulfed in a flash of searing, burning light. Um, yeah. You see like their skeleton, and then you you see the skeleton kind of become ash and then dissipate. Mm -hmm. Since it's already a skeleton. Like, within the blinding light of Moonbeam, you see the skeleton kind of go, like, <laughs> It just, it just, poof. 
and falls to the ground. And then the moonbeam is still going. I'm going to snap it off. And then there's just like a little pile of ash. Little pile of ash. There's bones and ash scattered all around you in this small room. And you now can kind of take the time to look around. And you see that there were these like kind of small caskets that were... um, on the side this seemed to be some sort of like weird little mausoleum for these people you don't know the flame is still burning next to the orb and the small chest and before you go over there that is where we're going to end <gasps> no the but session. i want to I touch it but now in my bare hand nope <sighs> next session baby Thank you for listening Thank to this episode you. of Dungeon Wise. Oh, uh, um, if you want to find us on social media, you can find us um, on Twitter and Instagram at Dungeon Wise. You can also find us at www.dungeonwines.com. To find more about us, our cats, the world, NPCs, <laughs> cool art, cool things, links to our merchandise, which we never talk about, but we have Dungeon Wines t shirts and notebooks there. if you want them. And if we think of more merch ideas, then we'll put them up there. Uh, and there's also a link. To our Patreon, which is also patreon.com slash Dungeon Wives. Wow, that, was, that was good. Nice. Um, that we put uh, early access to episodes, DMs, notes, early access to art, bloopers for the episode. This episode, there, there was a, many. a bunch. Uh, so just check it out if you want to support the show. Your support means the world. And it's a big reason why we can keep going and why we can uh, keep making this show. Do we have anything else we want to talk about? No, I don't think so. I think we covered most of it in our intro yes all donation links pinned to our, our twitter. twitter and also in the episode notes for this episode mm-hmm. on your pod catcher i forget what people call them but um uh yeah so please take a look at those donate if you can um always hit us up say hi let us know how you're doing we love you hang in there hang in there drink some water wash your hands take a nap take care of yourself we love you we love you so love each other um, now you love me. I love now you. Now you say you love me. <laughs> hey, honey, I love you. <laughs> you too. And then our our new outro, Fade into the Void. Oh, wow.